You're about to enter Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, please search for us on iTunes. Uh, look at Nowhere, California, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Nowhere, California. Please hit like. And as always, we are very hungry for your feedback. So if you have any requests or anything like that, please send your love, your hate, or your apathy to Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Hi, this is Felissa and Jonathan from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to Nowhere, California. Woo! This is Josh. And this is Phil. And welcome to Nowhere, California. Welcome back to Nowhere, California, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, that is very true. This has been a while since we've actually sat down to record a new episode. Yeah, yeah, we've been a little busy. We've been busy. Honestly, we've, we've broken the fourth wall before. And oh, yeah. The last time we recorded a solid episode with both of us sitting down in front of the mic was the Creepypasta episode at the beginning of December, right? Yeah, yeah, beginning of December. So, you know, uh, like I said, we just, uh, we, we've been busy with uh, 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 projects projects around. No. All around, yeah. Uh, you know, wh- whether it be personal or, you know, just uh, <laughs> just, just just keeping busy. But Yeah, uh, I guess, uh, well, you mentioned it first. You mentioned the personal projects. Let's start off with you. You've... Oh yeah, your, your your acting bug has been twitching. Yes, yes, it, it has. Now I'm in. Um, I am now working on becoming a. Uh, I am currently right now a professional background artist. Yeah, I was about uh, to say you better call yourself an artist on this one because I, I, I will if you don't. Uh, okay, I uh, that, that that I think that's how you describe me, or you know, movie extra. Um, and I'm hoping that this will be a gateway to bigger and better things. Um, I'm involved in, uh, you know, projects, some I can talk about, some I cannot talk about, but, Which uh, he, he has divulged a little bit of information on those to me, and when we can talk about them, oh, fuck, we will. Oh, exactly, exactly, we will, we will talk about them, uh, you know, when, uh, if and when the things air, you know, the, but, reality will attack us. <laughs> no, no, yeah, exactly, exactly, because, you know, I'm just like, uh, but um, which is kind of cool to be able to say that you've signed a non-disclosure agreement. I love that stuff. <laughs> I love that. No, yeah. So uh, you know, I, I I love the fact that I am that level of busy. I've always wanted to be that level of busy. I I mean, I am just a background person, but I feel positively GQ. Well, the fact of the matter is, yeah, you're a background yeah. extra artist and everything too. But the key thing is, you're getting paid. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I love it. I love it, and I. I also love the fact that, you know, I can actually walk up and I'm like, hey, I, I, I like the little temporary ID. It's like at, at a specific studio. And it's like, oh, cool, it's got my picture on it. <laughs> You've been keeping those, right? Or that, oh, yeah, I've kept them. I've kept them. Oh, they yeah. might keep them. Okay. You know, it's like, oops, I lost them. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I am even saving all my vouchers, buddy. Oh, yeah. And I've even made copies of all my pay stubs that say what I've been worked on. They're going in a scrapbook. Oh, hell yeah. Man. They are so going in a scrapbook and I couldn't be happier. And, the, yeah. The one story I do want you to tell on Mike is oh, sure. the... I guess lost Super Bowl episode. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> well, not lost episode of not lost Super Bowl episode. Lost Super Bowl ad. Yeah, yeah. I, I. Uh, this was funny. Uh, I was participating um, in an audition for a Super Bowl ad, and what it turned out that it was, it was like I guess uh, like punked, getting punked or candid camera. Yeah, well, punked old. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, candid camera. That's an uh, older. <laughs> oh right. Well, that's the only thing I could think of that it is. Anyway, yeah. it's a candid thing where uh, it's like, okay, it was set up. It was a. It was an audition. They asked me to basically overact and ham it up, make love with this uh, orange drink. I didn't literally make love with it. Oh, you didn't tell me this part. No, sorry, but I danced with it. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. You know, and he was like, oh yeah, I feel energy. I feel pumped. And they're like, okay, well that was a uh, that was a five. Can you give us a 10? And each time I gave it bigger and bigger. You know me, I amped it up. And then they uh, later said, well, have, uh, have you heard of these like uh, internet shows? And I'm like, no, I had heard of them, but I never actually sat and watched them. Uh, but they had supposedly been sponsoring you know, this uh, this ad or this uh, joke that was supposed to run uh, during the uh, uh, during the halftime show. Yeah. Um, and I, I was like, it's like they, uh, there was no pay for it, um, but uh, it was going to give you exposure. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, cool, cool. No, one way or another, at least, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be funny. Uh, of course, one of the guidelines was, it says you must have a good sense of humor. So it's kind of like, okay, if they're gonna get, if they're gonna, you know, drive like, uh, in my case, 85 miles to be punked, we don't want them to be pissed. Exactly. Uh, but the thing is, they did give me twenty dollars for gas. Oh, so they threw that out to you and everything. They, they did do that, and they told me about it, and they they offered the exposure. But something must have happened in post because the thing. 
uh, from what I understand, never aired. Uh, yeah, I watched it. I was at my friend Jason's house uh, watching the Super Bowl. And I was telling people, like, oh, dude, uh, a friend of mine might be in one of these Super Bowl commercials. And everyone's like, oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah, and it got all the way through, and they're like, did you see your friend anywhere? I'm like, no, not really. Uh, no, no, and then you had to call me, and I guess uh, something must have happened in post. Exactly. But, which happens, you know, there's a, I mean, there are hundreds of ads that are getting approved or disapproved, and, and you you can actually have approval, you've got a time slot set up, and then you'll lose to something else. Exactly, you probably lost to the dead kid. I probably did. Yeah, I mean, did you hear about that dead kid? The dead commercial? kid? No, no. It was an Allstate commercial. Oh, my. And it's this kid talking about different moments in his life and everything like oh mm-hmm. I got married uh, blah 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 just leading all the way through and it ends with none of these happened because I died in an accident at home oh my holy oh my shit. god yeah see now they're, they're wow. the rather, <laughs> rather, rather one and I, I'm pretty sure it's like uh, the, the episode you know whatever it is you know there's footage of me out there um, I, I look on the um, uh, I guess the the bright side of it I really don't really I, don't, I wouldn't really want the first time millions of people see me as me making an ass of myself, which I certainly did. Don't get me wrong, I have a, uh, it would have been great for that kind of exposure, and trust me, I made it very funny. Oh, yeah. Well, that's you. That's yeah, you that, that was me, it. and there were probably uh, three, or three or four other people there that they got as well, and I'm pretty sure that everybody was going to be used. Yeah. Because it was going to be a candid show. They wanted to just get uh, different people's reactions. I think one of my... Mine were probably were, 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 were some really big ones. Yeah, and... Uh, the funny thing is, afterwards, I kind of uh, joked with you about, you know what, you're probably going to be ending up in, like, a Japanese phone sex ad. Yeah, yeah, that was funny that you said. It's the ultimate punk on you. It's like, it's not even a prank episode. It's You're, you're going to be pushing sex in Japan. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hold on, gee on, me, ray, me, ray, me, ray, guy, you know? So, yeah, so, sorry to the Japanese audience. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but, well, it is a sumo culture. They love sumo. They do. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> there's no diaper big enough for me. So there's... Uh, I can't even get my hair in that kind of ponytail. So. <laughs> but, um, also, one yeah. thing you did mention to me about it. They, somebody recognized you from nowhere? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, that was what was funny. They're like, they're like you know, you look, you look familiar... Uh, do you uh, do you do you do uh, videos on uh, YouTube or something? And I went yes, and I did. Prom- I plugged us. I said yeah. I do have a YouTube channel with a, bu- uh, a couple of buddies of mine from uh, uh, we called Nowhere California. Uh, we have a new thing called Everyday Spoilers. I mean, I really plugged the heck out of it, yeah. which is why I was excited that that footage was possibly going to be seen. See, there was another one of the upsides, but you know, uh, you know, well, it's like, you know, well, it's like with a lot of stuff that we've done. The fact that we could say we almost got. Exposure for Nowhere, California on a Super Bowl magnitude is actually damn cool. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we almost had it, but whatever happened in post, it's it, it, it's a bummer. Um, but you know, um, uh, I, I was at least I mean that was, it was still uh, a professional gig, no, even yeah. if it was at my expense. And you got twenty bucks out of it. Yeah, I did. I did. So that was that was the thing I, I believe I can talk about, and it's really funny. I see it on my, my little uh, agency thing. As you know, it's, it still says you know audition for Super Bowl ad. I I, I was I was a that's a resume like that. It is it is. And they even offered uh, it to me. They're like, hey, would you rather work tomorrow? Or do you want to go for that? And you know me, I'm a, I'm a ham. I'm like, you know what? I really want to try for this audition because I was convinced it was going to be my first professional audition. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Uh, I'll still chalk it up as all right. They pop my cherry. It is exactly. You know, even if it was a punk or. Uh, uh, a joke audition. Well, it's like we just said, though, too. You can throw it on your resume as uh, unaired Super Bowl ad. That's exactly what I've got it on there. So yeah. it's like, it, you know, unaired, uncredited, you know, whatever you want to call it. You know, uh, footage of me was shot and yeah. uh, uh, is probably lost somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, put it in the, the Super Bowl archive, man. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, talking about exposure with that, uh-huh. uh, we gained a little bit more exposure through kind of an unlikely source. Uh-huh. Um, we got contacted during the time we've been away mm-hmm. by uh, a gentleman by the name of Clint Morris from the October Coast Agency. Oh, that's right. And that whole thing was a uh, weird, weird moment. Very surreal us. when you told me, it's like, hey, somebody from an agency got, got a hold of me. I'm like, really? Yeah. What and you could probably tell the paranoia in my voice on it, too. Oh, it was! You were, you were filled with so much, uh-huh, I don't Do I have know. to get naked? <laughs> well, you, I don't know if it was a bad touch thing, but I knew you were just weary. It's like, oh, this is too good to be true. And that's exactly it. No one legit contacts nowhere, because you just you have that. Well, exactly, a legit contact, a legit agency contacted us without us even bothering them. Right. And in the long run, 
when we found when I found out what happened, he just Googled podcast and we came up. Hot damn. Yeah, and ever wow. since then, if you guys have noticed, if you're active listeners to the show, we've been doing a shitload of interviews. Yeah, and you've been enjoying it because the way you say it is like, oh, I get to see free movies. That's exactly it. I that, you, you were having a gay whole time. And that's the whole process of it. That's what the initial email was. Like, here's a list of my clients, and if you want to talk to any of them for your show, give us a heads up, and if you want to watch any of their projects or listen to their projects or whatever, give us a heads up, we will send you a screener copy. Yeah. And for us, that's like a, a legit screener. This isn't like I'm going to hear somebody eating popcorn in the background. or. <laughs> yeah. And these are legit screener copies, and there's some decent movies. Yeah. Like, uh, one of them was with Toby Poser. Mm-hmm. One of the interviews was with an actress, Toby Poser, about her movie The Shoot. And that was a great movie. It was an independent <laughs> kind of thriller uh, robbery movie, but still... I don't think it's in a mainstream release right now. And it's definitely not anything that's been done before, like Hollywood's kind of, you know, you know, reusing formulas, but, you know, we'll talk about that later. But it's definitely, they're definitely original works. Exactly, and it's like being, basically having uh, when a PR guy give us a shot like that. It's something very special. And then over time, basically build a business relationship as it may be the best terms for it to where he'll just email me out of the blue go okay here's these two who do you want to talk to and here's their screeners I'm like okay <laughs> I'll talk to them <laughs> yeah exactly because he's been very generous it's like hell 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 I'll just talk to him about you I mean you get to watch two movies and then you get to talk to uh, the the creators it's, it's yeah and that's <laughs> just been a very fun process for you and uh, <laughs> even most recently uh, Clint sent me an email saying hey I know I've been sending you uh, these different things to promote, um, uh, or promote, uh, yeah, to promote, and the message was basically this time around, it's like, here's something I'm here to promote. It's a movie he produced. Oh! And basically threw it out there that he would like me to watch the movie and send him a comment back to possibly be on the DVD cover. A quote. Wait, wait, uh, an actual quote from you on the cover? Uh, the DVD. Oh, Hot damn! Well, <laughs> The, you see, now that I, well, I guess we've been legitimately, legitimately busy. I guess yeah, there are good reasons to. And, and like, like I just said, like before, it was like, do I have to get naked? <laughs> I'm like, I'll get naked if you want me to. Now. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm, I'm on down for this. So yeah. you, you and I are kind of both taking off professionally in those respects. Yeah, and um, wow, we're just segueing perfectly because that segues perfectly into what has been known as Project Nowhere. Right. Yeah, because we've made the attempt to take this little podcast. And uh, make it more professional. Yeah. Or, or make, make, well, make it stronger, and uh, as you uh, would call it, an evolution of a podcast revolution. Yeah, that was the tagline and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, there's been hurdles, there's been speed bumps and everything. Yeah, but one way or another, I'm not, I'm not discouraged oh, about it, because the thing no. is, um, we had some support. Yeah, we, we've had some support. We'll uh, jump into the, that. Oh, later. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but even just being able to sit down and like piece together this project... No, with basically the little to no knowledge we have of Kickstarter. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the only knowledge we had beforehand was the times we were talking with Satu and Steve, mm-hmm. um, George from Ohel, and yeah. our time with uh, Brad Carter. Yeah. And it's just like, and that, if it wasn't for those guys, um, honestly, we probably would have never even attempted. No, no. And uh, it, 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 it was a. It was wonderful to help them, um, you know, with with their stuff, and uh, give me the guts to give give it a shot. And the thing is, it, even if we don't pass round one, there's nothing that says we can't do a round two. That's exactly it. There could be a round two, and could be outside of Kickstarter, could be right back into Kickstarter, and we just fix what we messed up on. Uh, Nick pointed out a quote to me that Thomas Edison said when it came to people calling him out, saying, "Oh, you failed at making a light bulb," and he basically said back to them, "I've not failed. I just found ten thousand ways." That won't work. Right. So, honestly, we just learned our first way of not doing it right. That's just like the eternal optimist way. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and that's been the M.O. since day one with Nowhere. Oh, yeah. We've always approached it optimistically, and there's no reason not to be optimistic. Yeah. Uh, I was. I had a conversation with Doug on our way back from Universal a couple times ago. Where I was just joking around about doing a anti-Valentine's party sponsored by Nowhere. <laughs> and I'm like, that'd be just like a surprise if we could ever pull that off. And he, and he saw me, he was like, dude, are, why are you still surprised? <laughs> <laughs> with everything you guys have pulled off, 
to this point, mm-hmm. the surprise should be the last emotion. <laughs> exactly. And that's honestly, even before we started doing the Kickstarter, we even threw it down like, this ain't going to make or break us. We oh. it, This is just going to be tr- making the attempt. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what we have accomplished. Exactly. And what we have received. And it just it, it makes me feel even better. And one of the things we did receive during this uh, Kickstarter is... Uh, I know Matt Morrow won't really consider it a gift, but he uh, it was a gift. It was honestly a gift when he sold off for us. Uh, now, when you see any video from us, you're going to see a particular computer graphic before it that was designed by Matt Morrow, that was which awesome. was jaw-dropping. <laughs> it was. When I first saw it, um, uh, it just, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, and what I was, was very vague about it, too. too. I'm like, here's a new video, watch it. I know, and I, wa- I watched it, and then it just blew my way, and it, you told me that Matt Morrow designed that, and I'm like, God damn! Yeah, and just a buddy from us, from, from, from my high school. school. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, wow, that's just some grade-A stuff, and it was it just it just so fit with nowhere. Exactly, and... Well, it was also just so much, I'm like, God, I always dreamed of having an opener like that. Exactly. And it brought tears to my eyes. So right off the bat, we have to throw out a thank you to Matt Morrow. Yes, thank you, Matt Morrow. I mean, he, honestly, God, he doesn't think that that was a gift. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. the greatest gifts he's ever, I mean. I don't know if he considers a gift or not. I, I, I consider it a gift, so if he doesn't consider it a gift, fuck you, it's a gift. <laughs> it, it is, because, I mean, uh, he didn't have to do that. I was, it, a, it was, I was just, a pain in the ass when I was a kid for oh, Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck you, it was my gift. Fuck you, it was my gift, yeah. Oh, Indian giver, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, no, he... Uh, it just it just it just warms my heart uh, what he what he put together there. I mean, he didn't have to do that, and it just it's uh, I'm I'm without words. Yeah, I am without words with how happy I was with that, and to see it on every opener now. Well, I don't know. I, I'm tempted to you know we should probably go back and re-edit the rest of the videos and slap that sucker right on them. Because well, I've been tempted to restart our YouTube channel and give us a better freaking URL. Oh yeah, exactly. I understand that, but yeah, I. Uh, 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 bottom line, Matt Morrow, thank you so much, and I'm, 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 I'm enthused. Yeah. I'm, I'm incredibly enthused. And since we're throwing out thanks uh, now, uh, let's throw out a couple more thanks. Uh, yeah. First off, uh, let's throw out thanks to Steve for that beautiful opening he did for his yes. issue. Yes. And thank honestly, you, thanks to everybody from the world of Queen Gloria, because uh, you guys, without them, we wouldn't probably have even thought about taking a step towards a Kickstarter. No, exactly, and not to mention, um, it was really nice to join in their journey and just see something really wonderful unfold. But yeah. Um, it was just really nice to share that. Yeah. Um, uh, and like we said, uh, with Steve, with that beautiful opening he did for her. Yeah. Our episode, like that was another thing. Like after I listened to it, I was speechless, and I sent it over to your way, and you were just like, "Dude, what the fuck?" That is like, <laughs> that is just the nicest thing I've ever heard. That yeah, is just great. And uh, next, thanks uh, definitely should go out to George Wassel from Oh Hell Comics and Brad Carter. Yes, uh, like we said with the double, Queen, double to Brad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like we said with the Queen Gory people. Honestly, if it wasn't for these guys letting us into their world mm-hmm. and letting us uh, take a peek into their Kickstarter world. We probably wouldn't have got the confidence to say, you know, let's try this. Let's give it a shot. No, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, to wrap up, I guess this round of thank yous, Jeremy Drystell, the writer of Grand Theft Parsons. That was the most pleasant uh, surprise. surprise of this entire thing because for a while there, I was thinking, like, okay, maybe maybe he might throw us out a little comment if I... If I dropped him a line, but I never got the guts to do it. Right, right. All of a sudden, I'm at work on my phone when I shouldn't be, <laughs> and <laughs> I'll, on you. yeah, and I get a Facebook uh, being saying, "Oh, Jeremy Drysdale uh, mentioned Nowhere, California in a post." I'm like, "What the hell?" And I checked out the post, and I was in the bathroom when I was. <laughs> Reading this, I'm like, holy fuck! Good thing you just dropped a brick. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody walking by the bathroom at that time was like, God, are you okay? What the hell? You know? I'm fine. <laughs> but yeah, he wrote this really, really nice comment about uh, just us in general, like that, that uh, we need, we're looking to upgrade our equipment, and that the one of the things that he said was that these guys know where to go with the subject matter, like they know where the eye on the prize is. It's like basically how Kevin Smith said, like we're we're following the puck. We're that's yeah. cool. And, that's cool. But big thank you to Jeremy when it comes yeah. to that special shout out. Very kind words. Uh, make or break on this Kickstarter. Just having that happen alone. That's made was my, awesome. That's made my ear. Yeah, honestly, 
like like I said in a comment on uh, Joe's Below's movie Fan Central when he initially said that, like I respect this dude's work a lot. Like I love Grand Theft Parsons. Right. And have him out of nowhere just do that. And yeah. for a couple seconds after I read it, I was like, did I write him and I forgot I wrote him? But, you know, <laughs> I did ki- out of the kindness of his heart to just pull that out was... Mm-hmm. Once again, thank you, Jeremy, uh, for spot that. Spot on, above all. Yeah. So that catches you up on our life since you last talked to us. And uh, also, some really crazy shit's been going down in Hollywood. Put it mildly? Yeah. Okay. And crazier than usual shit in Hollywood. Yeah, okay. But, which could have possibly led to a possible World War Three. <laughs> oh my god. They, they were talking. That's I right. know, I know. It was... It, it's something else. It's kind of like... But now we're kind of looking at it as... Well, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Uh, but I think everybody's looking at it now like... Wow. Can you say overreaction? Yeah, it just, it, just, it just wasn't really handled well. But I guess the best way to start is we got to start by talking about the interview. The interview, yes. The movie that was centralized to this uh, controversy that we will be discussing on this episode. Yeah. Now, look, I myself, because it was a Seth Rogen, James Franco-driven um, thing, I wasn't going to see this movie anyway, yeah. regardless of what limitations may or may not have been placed on it. Yeah, exactly. But, um, so I'm going to let my friend here, um, uh, Josh, uh, because he's in bed with uh, Seth and James. Um, You've seen the tape? Yeah, I have. And uh, you're very limber, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. But, okay, this all started with the, inter- the movie The Interview. Um, I heard rumblings about this movie before it was even getting made and everything that it was going to be Seth Rogen, James Franco. Basically, there are two. Uh, one's a producer for a TV talk show, and James Franco's going to be the uh, host of the talk show. They're going to go to North Korea, interview Kim Jong-un, and kill him. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Give me that. Give, give me that plot again. James Franco is a host of a TV talk show. Seth Rogen is the producer of said talk show, and the show is contacted by the officials from North Korea that Kim Jong Un is a fan and he wants to do an interview for the show. What? And the CIA pops into the picture and uh, persuades Franco and Rogen to do the interview and, in the process, assassinate Kim Jong Un. <laughs> What a fucking retarded plot! I'm sorry. Okay, go. How's that a retarded plot? What? I did just I, I compromised security. To, my head hurts. Keep going. No, no, no. How is that a retarded plot? I, it's, 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 I didn't make it. Is it the fact that they're using a real person? No, I don't care what, what real person they are. Just it's stupid. Why would they have uh, a host? I don't care what. What if it was the fucking fan of Barney? Would they send Barney in there strapped with bombs? Who would suspect Barney? <laughs> just keep going, okay? Well, I'm just trying to wrap my head around But this. also, too, remember yeah. this. You even said it yourself. You're not a fan of Franco or Rogan. No, so, so you're trying to not going to like anything that they... You're trying to wrap your minds around the people that created Pineapple Express. The people that did Green Hornet. Yeah. Okay, okay. You see, see, you, 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 you're just twisting the knife there, and it's just pissing me off more. How is that twisting the knife? You're not going to see the movie. No, I'm not going to see the movie, but I'm like, what? Look, I'm, look, I'm just, I'm, I'm astonished that this exists, okay? I'm astonished that it exists. I, I could probably look through your movie library and point out a couple that... Don't you start! <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Let me finish what I need to say. Fine! <laughs> but, okay, that's the plot of the movie. And, right, right. of course, right off the bat... They, People are like, okay, this is going to bring some controversy. Oh, no shit. Oh, real life it was a real-life uh, dictator? Yeah. yeah, and we're kind of at odds with this country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and later in other interviews I read that um, Franco and Rogan kind of were like, do we do it with Kim Jong-un? Like, do we keep to him, or do we make up some... So they were, were contemplating uh, doing, like, an amalgam, kind of like, it's like, okay, well... Kind of like Great Dictator. It's supposed to be, yeah, the Great Dictator. Like, Great Dictator. It's right. blatantly Hitler. <laughs> right, but, 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 but it was not Hitler. So, so they, oh, okay, you know what, right there, I can kind of see your support of it, because it's kind of a... Um, it, it was kind of, kind of a callback. It, yeah. Kind of a callback to the Great Dictator. And that's all the thing people were freaking out about, like, yeah, some friends to the oh. show. Oh, sorry, yeah. Was, we're kind of calling it out because it's like, why would they have the balls to do that? It's like, dude, Hollywood's been doing that for years. Well, said, yeah, said question. Were th- was there a similar kind of issue uh, with this, with The Great Dictator? Oh, yeah, you remember the documentary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the, the he, people were... Charlie Chaplin was making The Great Dictator during World War II. Oh, I know, I know. Hitler was around. <laughs> I know he was around. Yeah. And this is the same... 
uh, uh, you know, kind of thing. And this was the similar kind of controversy. It's like, know how they handle it. Yeah. It, well, back in... I mean, it's a different world. We're exactly. talking different worlds. And that, basically, everybody's calling the controversy and everything. And that leads to uh, everybody saying, do we really need to release this movie? And But the mm-hmm. at the time, Sony and everybody's like, no, fuck it. We're, we're going to re- re- release this movie. It's freedom of speech. We're going to release this movie. Uh-huh. Um, that brings us to... Uh, the introduction of the Guardians of Peace and the freaking Sony hack. Oh right, right, yeah the the uh, the uh, the internet uh, security of Sony being compromised, compromised, <laughs> compromised as in prison rape. <laughs> <laughs> I I was hoping you'd go a certain route. Yeah, they they got raped across the country. Oh, it was employees. Personal information, social security numbers, ad- home addresses, phone numbers, laundry list. This there is a class action lawsuit against Sony right now oh from employees saying, You put us in a bad place. And it was, oh wow. Yeah. Um, Wowie, wow, wow. There's so but, many things we can cover with the hack um, that you guys listening right now should already know about. There's oh, the yeah. Adam Sandler controversy. Oh, uh, right. Where um, they're just basically saying he's an overpaid. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they, they weren't. They weren't being very uh, nice to the people that brought the money. And what, what was the thing about Kevin Hart? They said something about Kevin Hart, right? Yeah, Kevin Hart. What did they did, say about Kevin Hart? Uh, they said he was a whore. What? Yeah, I got the email right here. Um, oh, my God. See, see, this is an example. This shit's still out there. Yeah. Um, this is basically taken directly from, I believe, was a LA Times article. In a March 7th email, Screen Gems Inc. President Clint Cuppepepper? Oh, I'm sorry, what's that? Culpepper? Uh, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, Cole Pepper. Told Sony Pictures co-chairman Amy Pascal that Hart wanted more money from promoting an upcoming film on social media. This is basically how it was put. If he does not perform, it hurts his brand. And we have his next three films, Cole Pepper wrote. I'm not saying he's a whore, but he's a whore. Oh. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a whore, but he's, he's a, whore. a whore. Huh. Huh. You're a dick. At least he didn't call him a cheap whore. But okay, then, <laughs> In uh, return, Hart mentioned Hart was mentioned again in another exchange between uh, Pascal. And I'm sorry, and these are these are. I'm sorry, I'm looking at these and they're they're painful. Yeah, uh, the Sony co-chair asked the producer what she should ask the president at a breakfast host by uh, DreamWorks Entertainment. After Pascal asked whether the president would like Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart's movies, Ronan replied, "Think like a man, right along. I bet he likes." Kevin Hart movies, basically saying the person that she's supposed to talk to is black. Not very political correct, though. Yeah, there's so many politically incorrect aspects of these emails. And then there was another uh, one. Um, oh, there was yeah, an yeah. exchange on Angelina Jolie. Oh, I heard about that one. Didn't she call her like a spoiled rich brat or something? Uh, minimally talented spoiled brat. And this was around the time when Cleopatra was in was the works. to be put in the works. And now that's scrapped, isn't it? I believe so. I really haven't heard anything about it. But this is the exchange on that. Okay. This is from uh, Scott Rudin to Amy Pascal. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we can get sued for any of these. I don't... Dude, it's, <laughs> it's public knowledge. It's so. public knowledge now. I mean, uh, nothing... The thing is, everybody knows about it. Yeah. If Just because we're putting it out there again, it's like it was already out there. Yeah, we're getting it, we're basically getting to the story as the iron is lukewarm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as a matter of fact, by the time we air this puppy, it'll probably be cold. So yeah. Cares, cares well, 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 the interview just came out on DVD. But anyways, oh, no. it'd be funny as how Scott Rooney goes, I'm going to listen to a podcast. Ooh, these network California guys seem funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. They make him cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, here's the exchange between uh, Scott Rudin and Pascal when it comes to Angelina Jolie. Okay. I'm not remotely interested in presiding over the over a $180 million ego bath that we both know will be a career-defining debacle for both of us in terms to Cleopatra. Eek. Yeah. Well, remember in his, the uh, history of films, Cleopatra, the initial film, was kind of a disaster. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But back to what he's saying. I'm not destroying my career over a minimally talented, spoiled brat who thought nothing of shove shoving this offer plate for 18 months so she can go direct a movie, Unbroken. 
So maybe Cleopatra's still in the works? I don't well, know. I don't know, but I do recall, like, Angelina Jolie, she was not at the premiere of her movie due to, uh, what, measles? Uh, chicken pox. Chicken pox. Uh, she has a bunch of kids, so that's... Oh, yeah, no, no, it, it could be true, but a lot of people I know speculate that she, there was some br- uh, brown blood, and it also, uh, brown blood. B- bad blood. <laughs> brown blood, I'm like... I, was, I, I, had, I had two things. Uh, in my head, <laughs> two two things in my head, and it kind of uh, kind of meshed. Bad yeah. blood, you know, brown blood, bad blood, you know. But uh, we'll um, we'll go to the that that portion in a moment. Let's, yeah. uh, but as he goes on, she's a she's a camp event and, and a celebrity that that's all. And wow, these emails are really really written shittily. The last thing anybody yeah shittily. Crapper, solid blood, just brown blood. Yeah. The last thing anybody needs is to take a giant bomb with her that any fool could see coming. We will end up being the laughing stock of our industry, and we will deserve it. Dude. Which is so clearly where this is headed that I cannot believe we are wasting our time with it. You are not shitting me. My God, these are emails by... Professionals. By professionals. These people make six figures a year, and, well, they're grammatically fucked! Yeah, but uh, I'm sorry, I can't get past that either. <laughs> it, it's weird. It's they're full of shit and everything. But like you were saying, mm-hmm. uh, there was rumors that Angelina Jolie passed on going to the event. Because yeah, because of uh, you know uh, she didn't like what Amy uh, didn't it kind of lead to a public apology? Uh, it, well, yeah, of course, it all just led to public apologies, public apology, left yeah. and right. But um, honestly, Angelina Jolie never made a comment about it. But the thing about the Unbroken premiere. She actually uh, sent out a video to be played before the movie, oh, where, she where she was talking like in front of the camera, and you could clearly see the chicken box on her. So was, without, wow. a doubt, without a doubt, she did have some issues. Yeah, and it was pretty. Brad Pitt went to the event, and he's he's probably like, I don't want to be anywhere near the house. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I don't want to catch that crap. Yeah, but oh, yeah, there was a public yeah. apology, and then I saw a photo of uh, Amy Pascal hugging Angelina Jolie, kind of burying the hatchet. But that's. That's the media fodder of Barry. Oh, Cabot. of course, you know PR. Yeah, uh, but um, let's see. Kevin Hart did release a statement about th- the issue they had with him. And what did he say? He said, "He said knowing your self worth is extremely important. I worked very hard to get where I'm at today. I look at myself as a brand, and because of that, I will never allow myself to be taken advantage of. I own my brand." I make smart decisions for my brand. I protect my brand, which is why I'm able to brush off ignorance and continue to move forward. I refuse to be I refuse to be broken, people. With that being said, it's now time for me to get back to building this empire that I've always dreamed of. You know, that's very, actually a very high road. spirited thing. Very high road for the dude. And honestly, that's the whole thing. Everybody was trying to blow these emails out of proportion, where mm-hmm. it was like, "Oh, fuck! They said this about Angelina Jolie," and Angelina probably saw the story as like. Well, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, you know, um, you, you know, you, you don't always love who you're working with. Yeah, exactly. You know, whether it be micromanagement or whatever uh, it is, it's like it's like you know, it's like these are your employers, these are people you work with, your peers. You're not always going to see eye to eye, but because they are so high profile, you know, things are like hee. Yeah, and um, and it also shows too, like how Kevin Hart took the high road with it, it was like. You want to call me a whore? I'm a high-priced whore. <laughs> yeah. I own my brand. I do what I can to make sure I protect my brand. And that and it shows like how we've talked in the past about mm-hmm. uh, different movies being uh, greenlit by studios. And just how studios are ran in general. It, this whole Sony hack yeah. put that on Front Street where it's like, these people are fucking morons that they, are running these. Oh, I know. And, I know. And like we were talking about before, it's like... You you put these in emails. You put really stupid shit like this in emails. In this day and age, we're in now. You, the way you put it, you said no email is safe. No email is safe. So you gotta really watch what you say. And also, mm-hmm. too, the fact like let, like let's say this. I'm emailing you. Yeah. And saying like, we'll, we'll use our usual looking boy, Matt. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Matt. There we go. Matt. We'll say Matt uh, can't act his way out of a paperback. Right. In a personal email. Yes. That's one thing. It's a personal email going back and forth. We can say whatever we want. I'll say, Phil, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, exactly. And I'll turn around and be like, you watch Head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you made me watch Head, and I'm going to make you watch Chillerama. I yeah. mean, you know. Yeah, it's back and forth. And that's the thing. When you were doing professional emails at, like this, 
you need to know your filters. Right. If you've got a problem with an actor, just say, hey, Kevin Hart wants more money to do this. I don't agree. Call yeah. me. Yeah, I, did, I, we I, I, I disagree. Further. We could discuss this privately. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to have, uh, I'm not going to air all my issues with the said person um, uh, uh, via email. Yeah, because right then and there, you know, because if that, if that email got leaked, that it's like, mm-hmm. Kevin Hart wants more money to do this. Would you please give me a phone number at, give me a call at this phone number at this time, and we can discuss this. Yeah, the worst thing can happen, the guy just gets terrible quick calls. But also, too, the media would have nothing to work with on Yeah, that. exactly, because he just goes, oh my god, he wants more money. What do you want us? I mean, what are they going to do? What do you want to say about Kevin Hart? Yeah. I mean, are they just going to pin him? Are you a closet racist? What are you? I was like, no, no, I just don't agree with giving him. Why don't you want to give a brother more money? Yeah. I mean, what's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, but the thing is, the media will just Pick and, you know, poke and prod. Exactly. That's what they do. And with more of the emails, like the emails we got oh, from uh, yes. uh, upcoming projects got leaked. Yeah! Now, this one, this one, this one kind of makes me laugh. Okay. Did you hear, I couldn't believe that there was truth to this one, the Aunt May, um, the Aunt May Spider-Man, no Spider-Man uh, movie, an Aunt May solo movie. Who the hell would watch that? No one, and we especially now know since the news broke that Marvel now has their control back with Spider-Man. Yeah, that Sony truly had no clue what the fuck they were doing with that franchise. They really didn't seem to, did they? But that's the whole thing, too. The Amazing Spider-Man, the first one with Andrew Garfield, was awesome. awesome. The awesome. second one was great. It wasn't awesome. It, it, it fell flat. Yeah, it, it was. It was fun. Yeah, Andrew Garfield did a great job. Yeah, but the movie itself. They, fell flat. Well, they did that usual superhero movie bullshit of uh, throwing too many villains. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you guys knew what to do with the first one. Why did you do this to the second one? And yeah. even Andrew Garfield threw it out there and Polly, and that basically led to them saying he's not Gar- uh, he's not, not Spider-Man, Spider-Man anymore. which. Honestly, I know it won't happen, but I hope Marvel would give him another shot at being Spider-Man. Yeah, they, 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 uh, from what I've heard, um, I mean, I would love for them to give him another shot because uh, he, he was a good Spider-Man. He was great. I, I believed he was Peter Parker. Yeah, he was a great Peter Parker. He was a lot better than fucking Toby Maguire. Oh, uh, Miles, Miles High better. And I, the thing is, you know me, I mean, when they first were rebooting it after the original trilogy, I'm like, well, I'm not a real big fan of the original trilogy, but... Oh my God! They're rebooting it just so soon. I yeah, mean, with a whole new. There was doubts out there. Yeah, there were doubts, and then the movie kind of blew me away. I'm like, well, you know what? This guy's got chops. He's yeah. great. Yeah, and not to mention, uh, and, and then number two, all his scenes were terrific. I mean, this this was Spider Man. This was Peter Parker. Yeah, and then when they, uh, you spoiler alert, uh, that one last tragedy happens at the end of number yeah. two. Andrew Garfield takes Peter Parker on that journey where he's ready to become a better superhero and become the the superhero that he's destined to be, and now we're back to square one. He's the superhero the the needed. City needed. 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 I'm but, no, don't don't, 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 <laughs> don't you dare! Oh, you open the door for me. I know I open the door, but I'm not gonna. No, do not <laughs> slam it on my face. I'm gonna slam it on your Nolan face. So that's what that's what I'm gonna do. So anyway. Oh, Blow no one on your own time. So, but, anyway, but speaking of blowing, uh, yeah, there was another movie that was brought to the forefront, which I was like, no, 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 no. Um, another Men in Black movie was right. brought to the forefront. This time, it was going to be a crossover movie. Yeah, but it wasn't a traditional crossover. No, it wasn't a traditional crossover. But the thing it was crossing over with was the thing I was saying: fuck no, fuck no, fuck no. Right. Twenty one Jump Street. Well, yeah. Why? 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 That what even makes you think that that is a good idea. Well, um, there was the email exchanged. Okay, how does this go? It was between uh, Jonah Hill, one of your favorites. <laughs> oh my god! Go ahead. And uh, Amy Pascal, Jonah Hill saying, uh, "Jump Street merging with MIB, I think that's clean and rad and powerful." I'm like, dude, Jonah, I usually defend your ass. <laughs> But no, not on this one. <laughs> Maybe he smoked a doobie before, uh, for, before, uh, before calling her. I, 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 no, it was an email. I mean, oh, you know. Yeah. Contacting her. Yeah. And I'm just like, how is that clean? That is the dirtiest sounding thing in the world. Because exactly. So, why in the world would Sony want to take a franchise like Men in Black and ruin it like that? I know. I they know would never do that to any classic franchise out there. 
you wouldn't think. You didn't tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With uh, uh, now, I'm before, we, before we jump into this, I know you guys are sitting here thinking Sony Act, thinking, "Oh God, they're going to be all over Ghostbusters right off the bat." <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. We're working into it. No, no. I'm going to be a pensive little bitch about this, and don't scream sexist. I have no problem. Believe it or not, I have no problem with the cast. Because the thing is, I'm going to level with you guys. I was never going to see a new Ghostbusters movie for the new team of Ghostbusters anyway. My only concern was that what remained of the original team would make some kind of an appearance. And since they are going with a whole new continuity... Basically taking a shit on the originals. Yeah, exactly. This is is kind of fun. Usually on Ectopod... We had to keep it clean. I know, we could just say, taking a steaming shit on my franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I understand it's not my franchise. It also belongs to other fans, but this thing's really dear to my heart. Yeah. Um, Like I said, once again, no problem with the cast, but you're erasing everything that the originals did. Now, I understand everybody's backing up, and I love the fact that Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd are just going to keep getting richer. They deserve it. Yeah. Um, and that it'll be, it'll be another movie, but it won't be Ghostbusters to me. Yeah, like I said, it's, People busting ghosts, it's not the other way around. It's not yeah. ghost busting people. Yeah. And, and um, well, yeah, go ahead. And also, too, like, before, I was kind of like that, like, let's let's just see what happens. Let's, let's just flow with it. Yeah, you said, what was the term you used? It was great. You're going to stay close to the lifeboats? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm not jumping ship yet, but I'm keeping my eye on the lifeboats. Right, right. And I love the way you put that. I always right, feel better when I talk to you. And right now, I'm... Still on the ship, but I'm sitting on the lifeboat. I'm just yeah. like, I'm ready for you guys to drop this boat into the water. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I'm, I'm going in this movie. I'm not expecting much, and uh, regardless of... Yeah, I'm, I'm not rushing out to see it. Yeah. Um, I love the cast. I know yeah. you have your doubts about the cast. Uh, I do. I but, do, but... Uh, um, I, I'm an SNL fan. I'm a diehard SNL fan. Yeah. I love seeing these like these people taking their the risk. I love Chris mm-hmm. and Wake from mm-hmm. starting on, on the Joe Schmo show for <laughs> Chris and Wake. Yeah. And, Taking her career where it is now, it's like fuck. That girl has worked her ass off. Uh-huh. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, another great actress, great uh, comedic actress, great improviser. I know she's not everybody's cup of tea, but she basically when it's a hard worker, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, do it. And then also to Leslie Jones and another the other girl from SNL. I apologize for I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm space. She too. plays Justin Bieber a lot on SNL, and yeah. she is a very funny girl. Mm-hmm. And these, it's a good cast and. Also, too, I know the pitchforks have been poking Paul Fig too, and to me, it's like, okay, I know you're taking a big steamer on mm-hmm. Ghostbusters right now, but also, too, you're a filmmaker first. You're doing what the studio wants you to do, is make your movie. Oh, yeah, but uh, from what the, you know, the whole thing, we're talking about the hack. Yeah. The, the, the hack. <laughs> I said the hack. We're talking about the hack. We're talking about the hack. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking about the actual hack, not Paul Fig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, to you on that one. No, no apologies needed. Okay. No, and all, and all joking aside, with um, with with Fig though, he comes off in his emails yeah. because he's he's writing back and forth to Amy and you know a couple of the other uh, producers that are putting this together. Um, he comes off very arrogant to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, but, you know, uh, that that's what it just... And also, too, well, the arrogance is there. He's a filmmaker. He has to be like, my shit's awesome. Of course. <laughs> Even of course. if it's The Room. Like, the dude that made The Room. Mm-hmm. He's the biggest arrogant fucker on the planet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tommy Wiseau, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, too, it's like we've said in the past on uh, Nowhere when it comes to filmmaking. Like, people like to consider making films a uh, puzzle. Oh, yeah. But we wipe that... Uh, Motto mm-hmm. off the map. It's a game of Jenga. Yeah, I, I am will- movie Jenga, right? Yeah, movie yeah. Jenga. I am willing to see his Jenga. Yeah, you know, but uh, don't. I'm not going to be surprised when he pulls the wrong piece. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you there on yeah. that one. It's like okay, I'm go- I'm not going to rush to see the movie. I may mm-hmm. wait for a dollar theater. Or just, yeah, I'm not exactly going to be there opening night. And, yeah, unless if something breaks, where we're like, I know, oh, I, have there. See, I have to see the trailer first because right now there's there's no trailer. The movie's in pre-production, and who knows? Maybe the trailer will blow my mind and have enough references to, to say. All right, I'm going to give you a Okay, shot. you were just yanking us. You were just yanking us on the wall. We're not doing anything when it comes to the originals. Uh, exactly, exactly. But if they're catching people with iPhone, uh, catching ghosts with iPhones and stuff, oh, I'm, going to be, I'm, going to, I'm going to be at a loss there. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to see some classic-like equipment. Uh, yeah. And more than just fun knots. But I'm not willing to give it the benefit of the doubt, especially um, uh, considering, I mean... Um, you know, none of the none of the creators really need the money. Yeah. But the studio wants to make it, and they've got like uh, you know they're still protecting. You know, they, they they've signed off on it. 
Well, I, I, I trust them to a point, you know? Well, it's like I've told you before with, oh, yeah. like, my ways of thinking of, like, where they may be taking this. Right. With all the years of dancing, oh, Ghostbusters 3 is coming, Ghostbusters 3 is coming. Uh-huh. Honestly, Sony has shown in the past that they're franchise squatters. Look at right. Fantastic Four. Look at what they did with Spider-Man. Uh-huh. And basically, franchise squatting is they have the rights to a certain franchise for a certain period of time. When that contract runs out, if they have not done anything with that certain franchise, mm-hmm. that franchise can go to any other studio. So they're trying to just keep their... I believe They're trying to stay in bed with the franchise? Yeah, I think they're trying to keep Ghostbusters under the Sony banner, because I think it was probably they got tired of Dan saying, oh, it's coming, it's coming, and they're like, no, we're doing it now. Right. You, get your, you keep your producer's credentials and everything, you get your uh, creator... Uh, hands in it, but we we need this movie. We need to do this movie. There's no if, ands, or buts. Right. And I, I, I honestly believe that's what's happening. Yeah, the little red tape, the blue... The uh, red tape, the blue tape. The behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, what's, there's a lot... The shenanigans. There's probably a lot we'll never know, yeah. um, but, you know, one of the things I, I guess I disapproved of um, uh, about the whole new continuity... I'm not going off on top no, of no, 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 no. You know, like I said, this goes back to the hack. This yeah. is what, in the leaked emails... Well, remember with Nowhere, we stay on that for really, but we take off-ramps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we were on the off-ramp, and like I said, we're still talking about Ghostbusters, but we're still talking about the hack. We're the Sony franchise. Yeah, it was... Um, uh, one of the things that was released, they wanted Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones, good actor. Yeah. Um, uh, but they wanted him to play like an executed mask murderer um, uh, that uh, you know that gets electrocuted and he comes back as a ghost and he's able to conjure up uh, ghosts from history, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, interesting enough. Evil also, Billy the Kid. Uh, yeah, Evil Billy the Kid, and also ghosts of aliens and stuff yeah. like that. And there also there's this part where he wanted to make. Uh, uh, he goes, oh well, in the final act, uh, Paul Feig says, I think it would be really great if uh, he did. He made the officers, the police officers, uh, do a choreographed dance. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, they did that in the mask and thriller. And, yeah, and I'm like, and you also, also, yeah, a little bit of thriller popped into my head yeah. there. It's like, yeah, uh, I'm all for a small villain doing that. Yeah, but. Our, our 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 main antagonist, our main bad guy, and he said he wanted the movie to be scarier in tone. Yeah, that's not scarier. Well, well, that's the whole thing. That it's not scarier, but he wants to. It's going to no matter what he wants to do with it. There's going to be the sprinkling of humor, and oh. that's his idea of humor. Done correctly, mm-hmm. it could be awesome. Uh, it, it could, it could, but uh, but he can't just be out of nowhere where he, they're busting, they're blasting these ghosts and everything, and then. Peter Dinklage is like, dance no more! Yeah, yeah, Just hands! Yeah, I think Peter Dinklage is better than that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I uh, think he even called bullshit on that. Like, oh, yeah, no. Dinklage is like, I'm not going to make these fuckers dance. Yeah. I'll make them dance, but let's do this differently. Yeah, it's like, yeah, give me my Game of Thrones armor. Yeah, I'm yeah. in the middle of looking awesome. Well, it's like I mean, that one scene from Game of Thrones that just shows you the type uh, person Dinklage is where he's on trial. Oh yeah, and he's just like, you know what? I don't want to be. This is not the trial I want. I don't want trial, but battle. Yeah, and it's like, fuck you. Yeah. He is. He is one little guy I wouldn't fuck with. Oh, he's a, he's, he's just an awesome. Oh man, he's he's just he's cuts above, uh, you know, many others out there. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm happy for his success. And you know what? I wouldn't mind him in this movie. Yeah, he would probably be the best damn thing about it. And then another uh, thing that oh. um, was brought up, which kind of irritated the crap out of me, but you kind of. Put in a, a certain aspect. Oh, sure, go ahead. The uh, possibilities of Bill Murray doing a cameo or having a role in this, but as a non-Vinkman role. Right, right, right. To now, me, to me, mm-hmm. it was like you're going to have Bill Murray in there, and he's not going to be a Vinkman. That's a spit to everybody's face. It really is. But you put it in a certain way. Okay, go ahead. Well, you put it in. Oh, a oh, uh, way. oh! No matter what, whoever character he is, I'm automatically going to see him. Like, oh, yay, it's Vinkman. Yeah, he could, like you said, he can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, ducking child support payments to Dana under an assumed name and everything. Yeah. Look completely different from Bankman. Like, shave his head and everything. Yeah, but that's still Bankman. <laughs> yeah, it's still going to be Bankman. He's just in hiding. Yeah. And he, uh, and the thing is, he doesn't want anybody to, you know, uh, steal from, uh, you know, the fact that he's you know, like, hey, I used to be, I used to be in the business. You're not going to be more successful than me. I didn't get rich off my franchise rights. Yeah. To hell with you. They're fake. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, so I'll have my own headcanon there if Bill Murray decides to get involved. Yeah. Um, uh, which he, he, he may likely be involved since he uh, he does uh, adore uh, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy and Kristen Wiig. As yeah. a matter of fact, 
they actually uh, he actually cast two of the people. You know, the, the two of the people that he recommended are in the cast. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, there's the, those are those are Bill Murray points there. And not only did he work with Melissa McCarthy in St. Vincent, he's also doing one about another Ghostbuster-like cartoon, yeah. BOO, Bureau of Otherworldly Operations, where he's doing a voice talent in that with uh, Seth, oh. uh, Seth Rogen yeah. and Melissa McCarthy. Wow, that, that title is uh, ten times better than R.A.P.D. Doesn't it? Bureau of Otherworldly Operations. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that sounds exciting. And the thing is, it looks like there's elements of R.A.P.D. in this. Because, done right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the problem is uh, Ghostbuster, uh, with Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, they're making them a government. That's another thing. Once again, ah, I know it's different. At the same time, I'm like, well, I'm glad it's different, but at the same time, oh, it's different. Yeah. Um, uh, instead of being a real silent business, they're, uh, they're, 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 working, they're working with the government. Which could... It could work. It could because work. it could be like they're... They could be like an MIB, like X-Files type thing where they're like mm-hmm. off the books. Oh, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, that's been done. It's yeah. been done in RIPD and been done in Men in Black. So, therefore, what we are seeing is a blatant knockoff of better movies. But then, but every movie is a knockoff of other movies. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's just the execution. But uh, back on the freeway. Sure, sure. Back on the Sony hack. Um, oh, I, I didn't think we left it because oh, no, we were all in the emails. But yeah, no, we didn't. Um, to jump back to the interview. Sure. Uh, it, was, it was set to be released in, on Christmas Day, actually. Right, right, right. And uh, this, uh, it was building up everything. Uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco were making their rounds, uh, promoting and everything. And that's when the the hack started. And the group behind the hack, known as the GOP, which right. this group made the Republicans seem sane, yeah, <laughs> uh, started the hacks, releasing emails and everything. And then they started ominously saying. We ha- we got a present for you guys on December twenty fifth with the release of this movie, and I was like, "What?" The what? Fuck? Everybody thought it was bigger emails, bigger emails. No, they flat out threatened movie theaters. No, and that's when like I even told you, I was like, "Fuck that shit, I'm going to the movies." Yeah, exactly. I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." One of the your words you say is like, "No, no, the movie theater be sacred." Yeah, the movie theater is sacred ground. All the way back to un- those unfortunate shootings during uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Rises yeah. No. The movie theater is sacred ground. You do not go in the movie theater to worry about crap. You go into the movie theater to escape your worries. Exactly. And as soon as they start breaking around where it's like, oh, they're going to attack movie theaters, I know we're, we're in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it'd be very, very doubtful that we'd get hit with it. Oh. My line was, I'm going to go see the interview, and I'm going to jump online, I'm going to go on our Twitter and go, hey, GOP, I went and saw the interview, missed you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A flaming fuck you to the... But that Guardians of Peace. Guardians of Peace. What a ass. I'm sorry. Guy. I'm rolling my eyes here. Yeah, Guardians of Peace. We're the Guardians of Peace. We're gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Protect the environment. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. I'm like, sorry. Thank like, you for the Captain Planet version of. <laughs> thank you, Ted Turner. Ted Turner. So, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, but it was yeah. just like really fuckers. Yeah. And but this also. This also. Uh, made Sony look really stupid when they pulled the plug on the interview. Right! Because uh, originally, the, the, weren't they, they were like not going to give it a general release at all, right? Well, at first, um, they started talking about pulling the movies completely from the theaters. Like, the major movie theater chains like Cinemark, AMC, and right. Google were like, uh, we're not releasing this. Mm-hmm. If there's a possibility of attacks, we're not doing it. But then also, too, I recently read that the theaters pulled the plug on the release because Sony was already kind of talking about doing VODs. Oh. And that's the thing that theater, like theaters, like with uh, Tower Heist, there was this big thing when Tower Heist was first going to be released that it was going to be released in theaters and on video on demand. Mind you, the video on demand release would have been 60 bucks. Right. Who in their right mind would? Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I still haven't seen the movie. I don't care. I wouldn't pay that money for it. No, exactly. But that's something I recently read that the Sony was kind of hinting towards the theaters that they're going to do a VOD release of the interview. But there's like, no, mm-hmm. you release it with us, and then mm-hmm. you do it the right way. Yeah. Or we're not doing it. But also, too, it kind of got to the point where Sony just flat up pulled the plug due to all the controversy, which mm-hmm. made Sony look like the biggest bunch of fucking pussies. Right. Yeah, but also led into the problem of bringing politics into it. 
Right. I recall uh, George Clooney even uh, opened up and said <laughs> Sony did not handle this right. Well, George Clooney did the right thing with it. I'll get to his point in a moment. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm, I'm not even quoting. Oh, I know. It was, just, it was one of those big headlines. It was, yeah. But the first thing that really started happening, John McCain popped in with, like, you guys should have done that. You were letting them win. It's like, letting who win? <laughs> yeah, who, who? Huh? Because, oh, during all this, too, the, during the hack episodes, everybody's pointing their fingers at North Korea. Oh, uh, but back to John McCain, he was like, "No, you shouldn't let the them force you force your hand to do this. You shouldn't let North Korea because everybody's saying North Korea did that. North right, Korea right, that it. they were the root. Yeah, and then later in the day, Obama threw out the same comment. So it was like, oh fuck, both Republicans and Democrats are getting their hands in this. Oh, so that it blew up the spotlight on this movie. Right. And everybody was like saying, oh, don't let North Korea win, which in turn, there's there's still out, there's still evidence out there that North Korea wasn't involved. Well, you want to know what's really funny to me? And not to take a shit on the interview. Yeah. But it has kind of taken a movie that could have been possibly mediocre or some, mediocre or subpar at best and given it a bit of publicity. Well, that's the whole thing. No, you can you can shit all over the movie you want. Oh, well, I'll be the first one to say, mm-hmm. uh, you want to threaten people about the interview, where were you when freaking Guilt Trip and Green Hornet came out? <laughs> Stop those abominations! Yeah, stop those! Yeah, but, um, because to me, I went and saw it. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. I thought it was good. It was a political satire, yes. But it was more of a media satire, too. Right. And I think Franco and Rogan would be the first ones to agree. Like, no, we're making fun of the fact that so many people put their faith behind a half-assed TV interviewer and his producer to do this than to have the government do it themselves. And just the the idea of celebrity and that stuff, too. But when I went and saw it, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. But the whole problem happened with Obama and McCain throwing their two cents into it. <laughs> and I'm, I mentioned it to you yep. that there, there's a very big possibility that Seth Rogen and James Franco are going to be in history books at schools because of this. <laughs> and honestly, whoever <laughs> hate those guys, you got to go. You know what? <laughs> bravo! Bravo! Bravo, yeah. Yeah, because they're gonna, <laughs> this episode in uh, the world's history is, is a, a big... A big spotlight, and that has to be pointed out in history. And the, oh yeah, and the funny thing was, a lot of people started going to see the interview, watching it on VOD, and watching it in its selected releases. I went to one of our local theaters that are is not one of the bigger chains, but they showed it. Right, and you, I was there was a lot of reviews going on, going, "Oh, this movie's insensitive, and it's stupid, it's racist." Blah, blah, blah. I was like, "Did you guys see Pineapple Express?" Oh my god. <laughs> You're, they put too much collateral, too much credit to a movie that was just going to be a Seth Rogen, James Franco movie. Well, I'm just uh, popping in with, a, you know, it's like, a, you know, like you said, not just uh, his other works. Like, uh, what is the one? Uh, uh, observant, uh, observant Report. I hated that fucking movie. Uh, so did I. Uh, you want to know what line sticks in my head? Yeah. My dick is brown, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know me, I like stupid shit. I know, I know. I did not like that movie one bit. Oh, I'm proud of you. Yeah, but um, um, but yeah, and that's the whole thing. Everybody's putting so much cloud credibility in this movie, and then it just show. And then like we we're talking about with George Clooney, George Clooney was like, "You guys shouldn't have done this." But also too, he pointed out that the other studios didn't weren't weren't, weren't any smarter. They weren't any smarter. They not really any smarter. They didn't stand. With the the Sony studio right. by saying, you know what, no, we're not going to be intimidated like this, and that's the whole thing too that we didn't touch upon. Right, right. When uh, interviews got pulled, there's a lot of art house theaters that were just like, no, fuck it, we'll show freaking Team America. Mm-hmm. The studio that did Team America uh, pulled Paramount. The, yeah, Paramount pulled their right to do it. Wow, because they were worried. But this leads into the aftermath of this whole debacle. Yeah. Because it is a debacle. So sorry. Yeah. Um, like, we're talking about with George Clinton. He went around and was like, I took a petition to all the studios saying, hey, sign this, support Sony. And the studios would not back him up. Wow. And which is like, you guys are pusses. <laughs> and now there's, uh, some studios are coming out actually saying like, you know what, we should have. We should have stood with something. But that's after the after. Like yeah. you said, after the after. Yeah, it's after. Like, it's kind of like, oh, 
Oh, kind of like the end of that Twilight episode, uh, Twilight Zone episode, where everybody wanted to get in the bomb shelter, and it's like everybody's like, "No, no, you can't come in. You can't come in." You find out who your real friends are, and then uh, the bomb did not drop. Yeah. And you realize your neighbors are assholes. Exactly. Uh, is that a is that a stretch? No, that's perfect. That's a perfect example. Thank you. And then uh, that leads to now the recent news. Right. Andy Pascal is stepping down from Sony. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would love to say got uh, got fired or got her ass canned, but no, uh, it's, it's, uh, ste- it's stepping down. But it was probably a forced step down. Like the higher ups of the right. studio, like the money, the money people. Now, what's the term you use? She jumps out of the plane. Well, that's the whole thing. Uh, when she announced that she was stepping down, basically within the same day, it was reported that she has signed a producing deal with someone. Right, so she's still There is a particular term in Hollywood for it. Unfortunately, I don't remember it right now, and I do not want to do the research for it, so I we're going to call it the Golden Parachute. Okay. It goes all the way back to... It goes even farther past Michael Eisner, but Michael Eisner is a prime mm-hmm. example. He got booted from Disney. But he produced a shitload of movies that he probably was just producer by name, mm-hmm. and that's going to be the same thing with Amy Pascal. She already has a lot of things a lot of stuff on her belt, which includes the Spider-Man. Yeah, deal. I believe they're giving her credit for the Spider-Man deal, which is bullshit, right? Because if it was her deal in the first place, why didn't they do it sooner? Yeah, exactly. Why didn't we hear about it a lot sooner instead of hearing it after she's stepping down? Right. But it's the golden parachute, basically. Like you jump out of a plane. You get this nice parachute to give you a nice soft landing where there's a buttload of money waiting for you. Right, and that's that's pretty much what it is. So yeah. she's like, it's like, oh yeah, she's she may not be the head of Honcho there anymore, but she's still got her hand in a couple of the other projects. And unfortunately for me, her project survives. Yeah, for um, now because I know you know anything can happen in pre-production. Anything can happen in Hollywood, and that, that's the whole thing. The Sony hack shows you. Anything can fucking happen in Hollywood. I know, exactly. And I don't even know what this... I mean, now, everything that we've revealed from the hacks, I mean, now that that stuff has been public domain, it's no longer a surprise. I doubt there's a chart, a large chunk of that that'll remain in the new story. They're like, you know what? That's the the punchline. You know, we've just fucked up our punchline. we got to write a new punchline. Exactly, and that's the whole thing, too. There's still rumblings about a 21 Jump Street MIB crossover arms like please don't I don't need some I don't need Jonah Hill shooting off an alien dick going pick it up with your mouth bitch exactly know? and also too like I said before with MIB Men of Black 3 wasn't the best no but, but it was a great send off it was if you look at Men in if you watch Men in Black 1 and 2 1 and 2 and 3 you got number 1 uh, you know uh, extraordinary movie right yeah. number 2 didn't take any risks you know it's, it's a basic a carbon, sequel a basic sequel, carbon copy, kind of like you know, different than Ghostbusters two. Exactly. But it's fun. It was yeah. fun. And Men in Black three, you know, it may not have been the the best in the in the it thing. It wraps the story though. It do, it does. There's a reason why J and K are together. Yes, uh, I, I de- it, 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 it takes it uh, it takes it back to its roots and beyond. You know, you understand why K is the way he is. Josh Brolin did a wonderful, oh, yeah, wonderful Tommy awesome. Lee Jones. And the thing is, I'm like, I thought, oh man, we're gonna have a young guy playing a young K throughout the. I had my doubts. Yeah, I did but, too. But, but then also too, they said Josh Brolin is like the dude. The dude. Oh, I knew. Oh, oh, I knew he had his chops. Because yeah. what, what did he do before that? Was it all, No Country for Old Men? Yeah, No Country for Old Men. He was hanging out with Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones a lot. Yeah. So uh, he he gathered. You know, all of his chops, he did a very good thing there. And I, I missed Tommy Lee Jones, but I didn't miss Tommy Lee Jones. Exactly. Is the best way I could put it. Because, well, Josh, uh, he filled in so well. Exactly. He did and, really. And, and his interplay between... I mean, this was a younger Jay. He was a little bit more of a smartass. He was a little greener. But it was still K. Exactly. It was still K. And uh, seeing this more human side of K before he becomes the gruff, grizzled whatever he is. It was a story that needed to be told and it was fun. Yeah. Just had to get that out there. And also too, like I've said before, if they are, if they want to do more in Men in Blacks and they want to do a spinoff movie, I say do it with Bill Hader as Andy Warhol. I want to see Andy Warhol as a Men in Black agent. do that. I like that. Andy Warhol, you know, Bill Hader, I've been very impressed with him. He's very funny. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I, I don't care. Uh, you know, he's not very happy with it, but I kind of liked the fart face sketch. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> and that had just fallen in it too. Yeah, I rather call you fart face. There you have it. That's our view on the world of the Sony hack. It's died down, and it's been a while since we got down, <laughs> so that's the reason we kind of delayed the story. But also, too, I wanted to get all my facts straight before I even talked about it. And also, too, we wanted to see what the end was going to bring. The end brought the movie coming out mm-hmm. in short release. 
uh, Video on Demand. It's uh, on DVD and Blu-ray now. And, and we now know a little bit of how Hollywood works. It kind of feels like a high school playground. Yeah, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> we're more professional than those plots. I can't believe it, but it's it's kind of a kind of a humbling experience, isn't it? Yeah, and speaking of acting professional and everything, it's time for Silly Ass Acronyms. Yay! <laughs> so, Yay! the word I decided to pick in honor of this is HACK. H-A-C-K for those who don't just text. Yeah, though those texters I just go H-A-K. Yeah. You fucking hacks. <laughs> you morons. So okay. is that... Um, so, so H-A-C-K. H-A-C-K. You want to go first? Oh, sure. I'll, you know what? Since I picked it out, I'll do it. Okay. Um, uh, hot Asians crack killers. Harold Assaults. Connie's... Cunt, beginning with a K. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Mortal Kombat it. Combat Con Quest. K-O-N-Q. Cunt. That's Kant, not cunt. Okay. Uh, okay. Cunt. 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 It still works. <laughs> Sorry, being an Eng- English minor pain in the ass. Uh, so Grammar Nazi. <laughs> I, I, oh, God, I'm the worst. See, no. See, <laughs> You're not supposed to be over there. Fuck you! <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I know the script better than you, you old bastard. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, it is a therapy. I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, like, you slipped into something else there. <laughs> I slipped into very dark territory. Yeah, I always wanted to kill someone. Can I give that a shot? <laughs> <laughs> hack, hack, hack. Yeah, hack, hack. I'll show you hack. Okay, um... Um... Hey, Arnold! Cock killer! He asked, calmly, Kitty. <laughs> Harold ain't crying, Carol. <laughs> there is a Carol with a K. Yeah, I know. I was going to have a freaking conniption like you do to mine. <laughs> it's a proper name. We want to get on propers versus... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> propers versus misspelling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to kick your ass out of here. It's been a while. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, I miss these games. <laughs> I know, these are fun. Yeah. Uh, Harriet... Assumes Carol's kindness? That's not bad. Okay, I got a good one. <clears throat> I'm going to put this in a sentence and add something there. That's one hard ass cock, Kevin. You can't not end it with the cock. No, I can't. Uh, so we got to end it with the cock. So. Yeah, yeah, cock. Well, that being said, cock. Uh, this has been Nowhere California. Welcome to March, and uh, we'll see you when we do our next episode. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. <laughs>